Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. The SCAPE National Youth Film Awards held recently. The event showcased five short films produced by Singaporean young filmmakers, youth filmmakers. With us now is a filmmaker and producer, Huang Junxiang, and a director and editor, Alistair Kwok. Welcome to Weekend Mornings, gentlemen. Great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank yeah, having us. great. Tell us, um, so I don't know who wants to start off first, uh, uh, about, but tell us about the National Youth Film Awards. Alistair, is that something you want to tackle for us? Yeah, uh, so the National Youth Film Awards uh, is, uh, has been running for quite a while now. Uh, it's a initiative by Scape, and um, basically... <laughs> Maybe yeah. <laughs> basically you don't want to talk yeah. about it. That's okay. That's okay too. So, <laughs> just, I, I, I'll, I'll just maybe I'll summarize it a little bit. I think it's basically a platform for young filmmakers yeah. uh, to submit the short films to get it seen by a broad audience, mm. and for it to build a sort of a filmmaking community amongst the younger filmmakers in Singapore. Which is wonderful. Now, the recent Scape National Youth Film Awards, when I saw the email coming in, I thought, we've got to get you guys on because anything that supports the arts and Mm. and the future writers and directors of Singapore, I'm all for. And this particular edition, I think it's the seventh edition, is themed New Dawn, New Beginnings, which will celebrate resilience and a new hope in a post-COVID world. So in that context, tell us about your work for this. What, What did you guys do? Um, so basically, we're here to just share a little bit about the initiative. Um, so basically, it is the film uh, facilitation program which we're launching. Mm. And what that is, is that we are launching these five films that we've managed to gather international mentors to guide some of the Singaporean filmmakers to make a range of work, mm. uh, ranging from horror to comedy to drama to even animation. And I don't think there's uh, this sort of diversity in any sort of mentorship program in Singapore. Uh, we've, we've got, we are very lucky to even get for example, the animation director of Happy Feet oh, wow. uh, to mentor a young uh, animator in Singapore. And we've got an Indonesian action director to uh, mentor Alistair here as well. So he actually worked with, uh, this action director actually worked with Joe Taslim, who you saw recently on uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, um, sure. He was in the early stages of his, of his career producing films. He's in like Dead Mine. Uh, the Night Comes For Us and uh, quite a host of other works as well. So, so before we jump into Alistair, so for the part of this uh, Youth Film Awards Festival event, you had mentors, international renowned mentors assigned to young Singaporean filmmakers. Is that correct? That's right. Actually, the mentors got to pick their filmmakers that they wanted to work with. Oh, wow. So they'll submit their own concepts and the mentors would talk to them, see what they can contribute. And when they, they vibe with the best, you know, to use a young person with I guess it kind of uh, was a good good fit for everybody. I think everybody had a good time making their shots. Uh, this is fascinating, yes, yes, and, and how great to have that experience. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Huang Zhengxiang, a filmmaker and producer, and Alistair Kwok, video director and editor, and discussing uh, what's been going on with, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, recent Scape National Youth Film Awards showcasing five short films produced by Singaporean young filmmakers. Uh, Alistair, you have uh, you have your works have been shown at Cannes at the National Youth Film Awards, other festivals. So you've already had a, a fair amount of success and did you also have some of these the mentorship happening with you at some point uh in, in the past yeah and what was that like oh, for no, you? In the, oh as in, in the past because i've i've been um i've actually been studying film 
for the past uh, I think few years. Yeah, so I think I think I guess back back then the lecturers would be like sort of our mentors. But I, I mean, I guess we were free enough to just do uh, kind of. Um, the work that we wanted to do. But so Alistair, I you think, just said, right, you, for this particular, you was mentored by the Indonesian filmmaker. Oh, no, yes, yes, correct? yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So specifically for this, mm. uh, I mean, it, it was it was amazing to get the opportunity to be mentored by uh, Mike Wiluan, who was, uh, yeah, like as, as Jake mentioned, uh, he's produced like a, a few, not just a few, quite a bit uh, of uh, uh, amazing action films. So, I mean, I, I think it was it was it was really great like uh, experience to get to um, just work with him and and I, I honestly think like uh, he was like quite a chill dude so so me like getting the chance to do this and being like a huge fan of like um, action films in general I was like super enthusiastic and then um, okay just to like be able to get to do uh, an action film in Singapore and get any kind of like um, sort of like budgetary uh, uh, remunerations for anything like. Um, Action related, like at least in Singapore, is is to me extremely like it's, it's such a great uh, um, opportunity already. So, and on top of that, they have um, Scape has provided um, the chance to actually work with uh, Mike Wiluan as well. Or just have to me. So it was, yeah, just to follow on from Jun Xiang's point, if I understood it correctly, the the mentors they picked you, you didn't pick them. So he obviously saw something in your work. Is that correct? So, which is wonderfully, it must be just so, so gratifying for you. So firstly, what do you think he saw in your work, your action shorts, and what did you learn from him? I mean, what, what he saw in my work, I, being like super self-critical, I'm not too sure. I can help to chime in for this one because Mike is a good friend of mine as well. Uh. And uh, basically, Mike called me and said, oh, you know, I just met Alistair and he's a very violent and funny dude. He's got all these violent ideas like face ripping off and things like that. He said, oh, dude, it would be cool to make that in Singapore, right? And then he was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, to, to, to the second point. Yeah, so, so I guess, I guess, I guess um, the kind of, I guess I grew up watching like um, films like Die Hard and maybe like even trashier ones like Bad Boys 2 and all this kind of films. So, so I mean, I mean, Growing up, I, I kind of never wanted to lose my roots of like um, um, this kind of filmmaking. So, so I guess any opportunity to get to do something really crazy and and um, viol- any violent action films. Uh, if you ask any of my friends, they'll know like, oh, it, it's Alistair, so he's gonna do some sort some sort of like extremely violent action film usually. So, I, I, to to so all this while I've actually been um, working with friends and we've been self-funding our own kind of films to. Just our passion now, out of the passion to like, oh yeah, I want to see some like um, some sort of short film where 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 which is like highly inspired by films like um, The Raid and again The Night Comes for Us, which which was amazing because Mike Willow went just so happened to be <laughs> produced it also. So uh, yeah, we, we we would get together and um, together like a bunch of stunt team and we would get together and we make these films uh, ourselves. So again, we escape coming in and then uh, just like. The, the fact that somebody is supporting this kind of films where in Singapore we usually typically like um, make the kind of like more HDB family oriented drama which most mm-hmm. people like expecting um, Singaporean filmmakers to make yeah so so to just get the support of um, basically I have a scene where a guy's face get ripped off and if I ask like other like sponsors where where okay no no but but the ripping off is really important to kind of like 
emphasize the comedy or what most people would go like uh, uh they'd be a bit touchy <laughs> but so, uh, so yeah, alistair, so you'd, you'd, alistair you'd like to give us more of a uh of, of uh nightmare on elm street kind of uh, genre <laughs> here in singapore <laughs> N- I mean, nightmare on uh on bukatima road well perhaps? he sounds he sounds <laughs> like based upon what you're saying you're Lost using the horror in yeah, oh, horror horror horror. that's nice i like that and yeah. to be honest I, i'll be frank i think i think you both make good points i mean i'd like to see more of this kind of horror comedy type stuff in Singapore. It sounds very Edgar Wright to me, you know, kind of hot fuzz. If yes. You, there you go. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Hot fuzz was good. Yeah, exactly. it's got a real hot yeah. fuzz kind of vibe. And I want to see more of this. As, you know, I, I write social realism stuff myself, but if I see one more kitchen sink HDB drama, you know, I might jump off a building. We need something a little <laughs> bit more fun, a little bit more irreverent, a little bit dafter, a little bit sillier, a little bit more violent, which is what the rest of the world is doing so why can't singapore make these micro budget horror type films right so jinsheng why can't we uh we can i think that's the whole point of this mentorship is to allow younger filmmakers to really explore different genres as well and to consider it as a legitimate art form i think the unfortunate thing for me seeing the industry is that a lot of the younger filmmakers think you've got to go to a major film festival you've got to make a film that gets into Cannes, then you are a valid filmmaker but you know i want to discover the john carpenters of singapore yeah I want to discover the different genre filmmakers because that's entertaining. And often nowadays it comes with a social message as well. So why not? We can dream a little bit bigger and we can represent Singapore in different lights as well. And on that point, Jun Xiang, you know, Singapore's blessed in the sense that we're a dense city, but we have lots of potential locations, lots of different types of architecture. We've got forests, we've got, you know, old Piranakan shop houses. So it's tailor-made. We've got Changi Hospital. We've got Changi Hospital, of course. <laughs> so It's torn on for a spa now. Yeah, I know, I know. It's so <laughs> depressing. It's so depressing. But, you know... I mean, that could be a Exactly. (laughs) But I'm sure you guys are familiar with the the Bloomhouse horror film model, which is basically the Bloomhouse producers. They make these films on three, Mm. four million dollar budgets and they regularly Mm. five, six, seven, ten times the box office returns. So it can be done, Ju Xiang. It's not only about fulfilling Singapore's artistic needs. There could be a commercial element to this. There's no reason why a micro... Uh, horror slash comedy made by Alistair couldn't also turn a profit, right? Oh, 100%. I think that we have always been looking for uh, good genre films, including horror, of course, horror being one of the many genres. And uh, obviously, I, I work for Eric Koo, so actually there's a label, Gorilla, so we do do horror films under that label, Micro Budget. Uh, it's been a little bit more dormant for a while, but we're trying to kickstart that again. And uh, part of that process is, of course, discovery. Uh, major talents as well in Singapore across different genres. Uh, I think that obviously the, the mentorship program was a very good opportunity to really encourage uh, younger filmmakers to explore this, uh, even if they like watching a certain type of film, to do something a little bit different as well because it's, filmmaking is about discovery and perspectives as well. And I think it's important not to pigeonhole yourself too year early. Yeah. Yeah. Jensen, besides the film festival, where can the average person living in Singapore find these films you know can uh, can we is there a portal online where we can see them or just in general not just this particular these particular five short films but where do we go to access up and coming young filmmakers are they are they played at the projector are they played at other places around Singapore on a regular basis yeah I don't think there are many avenues right now uh, for short filmmakers to be exhibited uh, internationally 
So that's why I think. Um, no, I, I think, think we mean domestically. Thing, what it, about domestically? If, yeah, if, here, here if in people listening right now wants to see Alistair's films or the other films on offer, it's a good point Glenn makes because if you take a country like England, the National Film uh, Theatre, these places, they'll they'll have websites that will show short films made by up and coming filmmakers and, and art house theatres and exactly elsewhere. Right. So where could yeah. we access Alistair's work in Singapore and others like him? I think the closest one would probably be Bitsy. So that's an online platform that they exhibit young filmmakers' works. But I think that the breadth of work is very limited as well because there's no monetization option for the filmmaker itself. And you also, by virtue of putting out there, you can't go to any film festivals anymore. And that part of is part of the strategy and branding of a young filmmaker, which is very important. Mm. Filmmakers coming out, it's, it's all about branding. In terms of visibility, then, of course, we have to rely on platforms like the projector. Uh, you don't usually screenshot films in a cinema because they just can't charge people to get money for it. And that's the sad reality. And that's why it's always limited to festivals. Um, and that's why for all filmmakers, it's always a dream to make a feature film and to, to screen it on a, on a broader platform so that more people can watch it. On that point there, you mentioned branding and visibility. Uh, Parasite, of course, won the Oscar last year for Best Film. I believe that's the first Asian film to do that. Uh, Minari's getting a lot of press this year. So, you know, it does seem that Asian cinema is slowly returning, not returning, but slowly capturing international consciousness, if you like. Mm. How does that trickle down to you guys? Do you feel a difference within the industry? Are people more receptive to your ideas, or is there no real change? What, what do you think, Alistair? For a film like um, Henchman, and to compare it to like a film like Minari, I think the film that I made is basically an, an extremely violent action comedy. So, so <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure it, it really does do a good effect on, uh, on Asian filmmakers, but actually we have already been... Um, have our own like uh, I think there's there's really been like a lot of strong Asian films um, that's been recognized in the past as well. Yeah, so I mean, maybe Ching Xiao can like comment on it. But I think it's slightly different now, yeah. Chang. It's one thing to have Asian cinema re- recognised. I mean, it goes way back. John Woo and Shaw movies and, and way beyond. And Quentin yeah. Tarantino is one of Asian cinema's biggest supporters. But it does seem slightly mm. different now. There is a greater, as there should be, a greater respect and demand mm. for more diverse filmmakers. Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, set, right now, I think there's a bit more of a trickle-down effect. There's a lot of interest uh, in developing and discovering Southeast Asia as a as a region as well, because all attention is focused pretty much on Japan and Korea, right? Because they're major cultural exporters as well. Yeah. So I, everybody knows somebody who just watches Korean dramas twenty four seven. But in terms of financing, I think there's a lot of interest right now. And as long as you have a portfolio and a good idea and a good script, it is possible to make. Uh, more films, it's easier to make your films in, in, in our region, especially, I think. Yeah. Gentlemen, we have to leave it there, but where can we see these five films now, the ones that, that were in this festival? Uh, can we see them any place? Yeah, so it'll be pro- uh, posted on the, pro- uh, the projector's uh, online site, the Projector Plus. It'll be available for a dollar, just one dollar. Wow. Right? Just a way of giving back to the next edition. And with this one dollar, you, you can watch all these great shots which have been mentored by international filmmakers. Um, and I would just take this time as well to do a quick shout out to people wanting to submit their films to NIFA, the National Youth Film Awards, because I think it's important. It's a good platform for you to meet other filmmakers and filmmaking is nothing if you don't see other people's works and you don't talk to other people as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and when- on top of that, 
Yep. Sorry, when will they be up on the uh, projector site? Do you know? So they'll be launched, uh, each shot will be launched uh, once a month on the last Thursday of every month. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Cool. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, Huang Zhengxiang, filmmaker and producer, and Alistair Kwak, video director and editor. Uh, we hope you'll come on again, will you? And, and as other films are coming out or other projects are happening, because we know that people need exposure, people need financing. Yeah, if yeah. anyone out in the listening audience today fancies supporting these young artists with their pocketbooks, always very necessary. But uh, guys, we want to thank you for coming on uh, Money FM today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.